0: Hey, it's Leah. Before we start this episode, I just wanted to tell you about this other show called Stuff the British Stole. It's from CBC Podcast and Australia Radio National, and it's got all the story elements I love. It's got colonial theft. It's got museums denying that theft. It's got intrigue. It's got jokes by Australians. Join host Mark Furnell as he picks one artifact and takes you on the wild, evocative, sometimes funny and often tragic adventure of how it got to where it is today. Check it out on the same thing that you're listening to this on or on CBC Listen. This is a CBC Podcast.
1: I think we are all getting used to hearing that sound now.
0: Oh, yeah, I know. I mean, the first time I heard it, I was like, what is going on? Emergency? Yeah. Who are these people not Parade. social distancing? Parade. <laughs> um, but later I figured out that it was, you know, the celebration that many people across the country are doing, going out on their porches and just celebrating healthcare workers. So those bangs of pots and pans and claps. It's just uh, it's just a thank you.
1: Yes, it's expanded now to include lots of other frontline staff, uh, those people whose jobs are deemed essential in this time of quarantine. People like grocery store clerks, custodians, staff at healthcare care facilities, uh, personal support workers and so, so, so many others.
0: Right. All the people who are saving our lives, basically, and keeping the world going.
1: Yes. So for today's crash course, I wanted to take a look, uh, a very brief look, at the history of black nurses in Canada.
0: OK, I'm game. Why Why black nurses, though?
1: Well, you know, there are so many caregivers that we could celebrate and who deserve some love right now. But I think that the uphill battle that many black caregivers have faced over generations really deserves A special bit of attention.
0: And, you know, Nurse Appreciation Week is in May, but let's be honest, we're basically living in Nurse Appreciation Week every week right now. So, yeah, I think it's a good it's a good idea.
1: To look at the history of Black nurses in Canada, we need to travel back to the 1920s in Philadelphia, where Henrietta Vinton Davis established the Black Cross Nurses Association. So this was an auxiliary group of the Universal Negro Improvement Association and the African Communities League. The Black Cross nurses were modeled after the Red Cross.
0: And so why didn't they just join the Red Cross? Like, why do their own thing?
1: Yeah. I mean, you can probably guess why.
0: I mean, I. I... <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but yeah. tell us anyway. Let's, yeah. let's hear well, the details. You know I mean,
1: <laughs> black nurses and black people in general, black people in general were restricted from participating in many associations and organizations at this time, both in the U.S. and in Canada.
0: Okay. And so how did the Black Cross nurses, how did it make it to Canada?
1: So the association made its way here uh, during World War I. So at this time, Black nurses were denied participation in the war effort.
0: Okay, right. So yeah, I know black men in Canada were allowed to fight in the wars going back to even before Confederation, but that was largely in segregated units. Black women were not allowed to participate at all. In the U.S., black nurses were only allowed to participate in World War I towards the end of the war when the Spanish flu became really rampant.
1: Yes, yes. And so the Black Cross Nurses Association was a way for these women to support their communities. And although they were technically not trained nurses, they still provided care and first aid to wounded black soldiers returning home. Uh, they would send flowers and they would visit the wounded.
0: Oh, that sounds amazing. I mean, it would be so life saving, I guess, just to see a familiar face. We know that that's happening even right now as nurses, you know, yeah. sit by the bedsides of people and just provide that comfort of being together.
1: So the nurses would also teach nutrition. Uh, they taught maternity and child care. They would visit new mothers and they would help them care for their children and tidy the homes of these new mothers. And they would share health information by giving out pamphlets, and newsletter, things like that. Some of them even took the St. John's ambulance courses so that they could learn more about the field and more about first aid sort of independently. And, you know, This was a time when Black women weren't allowed into nursing school, so they needed to find training any way they could. And many Black women who were seeking to be nurses in Canada had to head to the U.S. for training. I think we often think of Canada being ahead of the U.S. in terms of segregation, but there were barriers in Canada. Many universities, like McGill, Dalhousie, University of Toronto Medical School, they all banned Black students. In 1940, Miss A. Mann, which sounds like a totally made-up name to me, but... Is apparently real. Um, (laughs) She was the director of nurses'
0: registration at Toronto General
1: Hospital, and she gave this explanation for segregation.
0: Any hospital must keep in mind the reaction of patients to nurses in training, and there would no doubt be many protests from patients and doctors if colored nurses were introduced into the ward.
1: That is a terrifying white lady voice I mean, no, but
0: that's Miss A-Man. I mean... She was literally the man. <laughs> literally, the man was telling people no.
1: <laughs> Missy man, uh, I know.
0: I just need to say, like, how many patients would protest a nurse when they're a patient? I mean, you're in traction, you're in the hospital, like, you don't have time and resources to make signage and March through the hospital to protest your black nurse. Ridiculous.
1: Well, you know, I read something that was like I I, I read something about uh, one patient or or someone saying that, like, a patient could wake up and see a black nurse treating them and it could kill them. The shock could kill them. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And you know what? If they were that shocked by a black nurse, then they deserve to be. Yeah, they weren't going to make the it. They shot. weren't
1: going to make it very far anyway.
0: <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. OK. okay.
1: So if, if a black woman wanted to enter the field of nursing, she had to go somewhere else. And this was the case for Toronto's Bernice Redman. She had to attend nursing school at St. Philip Hospital Medical College in Virginia because she was denied entry into Canadian nursing schools.
0: And, you know, the thing about this is that this is after many African-Americans had escaped to Canada seeking freedom through the Underground Railroad. You know, like this idea that Canada was the place of freedom, opportunity, you know, we were more open. And then having to return to the states because they didn't have any opportunities really kind of throws that yeah. whole idea on its
1: you know? Absolutely. It's all kinds of messed up.
0: So Bernice goes to school in the U.S. and then what happens next?
1: Okay so she graduates and returns to Canada and in 1945 she breaks the color barrier when she went to work for the Department of Health in Sydney, Nova Scotia.
0: Amazing. Great. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Okay, so Bernice became the first black woman appointed to the Victorian Order of Nurses. It's a national nonprofit community health organization that gives health care in home with a focus to uh, the chronically ill and the elderly. And so it began in the 1890s and it would help to bring health care to rural communities in Canada. And they were really important during things, you know, during emergencies like the Halifax explosion uh, and like the Spanish flu.
0: Right. I imagine they were really busy.
1: Yeah. And so Bernice breaks the color barrier and she helps to pave the way for other black women to join the nursing field. But there's still obstacles. Uh, When Agnes Clinton first started applying to nursing schools after World War II, she faced her fair share of discrimination.
0: They said I was too tall, too big and would do better somewhere else.
1: Another would-be nursing student was told that there were no, uh, there were no vacancies. But as soon as she removed the word colored from her application, she was given an interview.
0: I mean, that's, yeah, that's pretty standard for this time. Yeah, And this was because at the time, nursing was very much a white woman's profession. And, you know, even though schools were prohibiting entry to Black students, Black women, they denied it was racism. But it really was just that.
1: And, you know, many white Canadians didn't want to be treated by black nurses. Many white people didn't want black hands to touch them. But by the late 1940s, things were slowly shifting. World War II had created a labour shortage, and there was a need for more nurses in the country. There was also mounting pressure from unions and churches to allow black women to train in the field. Activists like Perlene Oliver crusaded for the admission of black women to nursing schools in Canada. And by the late 40s, we see women like Ruth Bailey from Toronto and Gwen Barton from Halifax and Marissa Scott from Owen Sound accepted into nursing schools. In the 1950s, they became some of the first black nurses in Canada.
0: That's amazing. I can't believe it took this long. I mean, I can't. I know, right? But I can't believe it took this long for this country to allow black women to become nurses. The 50s? I know.
1: So I came across this quote by late Joan Lesmond, a black nurse, educator, and a mentor. Joan became president of the Registered Nurses Association of Ontario in 2004. When Joan was the president, she said this.
0: I remind black nurses of the challenges of our predecessors and urge them to celebrate the contributions of black nurses every minute, every hour, and every day. And when you think of that, like if you think about that, within
1: 60 years, black women went from not being admitted to nursing schools to being heads of nursing associations, and that's quite a feat. So we raise a pot and a pan for all the Black women who nursed and all the nurses today who are putting our health first. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much.